This is a Pivotal Conversations podcast. Hello and welcome to the Girl Fit Method podcast. I'm your host, Natasha Wakefield, and I am here to help you take charge of your health, get empowered, and ultimately become the best version of yourself. Let's go. Hello, fam, and welcome back to the Girl Fit Method podcast. Thanks so much for joining me this week. I wanted to give you all a little bit of a life update because (laughs) I had a bit of a mental breakdown on last week's episode. Not a mental breakdown. I just was having a really hard day and I was honest with you guys about how I was feeling and I was not feeling the best. So today I am recording this on a Tuesday afternoon and I can tell you that I am feeling better. But let me also tell you that my life stress and the issues that are going on in my life have not gone. They are still there. But this is what I have done. And I know this is not what the podcast is about, but I want to like give you some tips on what helps me get out of a slump. First of all, when we have lots going on, when I have lots going on in my life, I allow myself to feel terrible for a while, right? Sometimes that even means like staying in bed all day. And I will do that. However, there comes a point where I need to snap myself out of that. Now, it's like so hard to do, but how do I do it? Okay, so what I do do is I, what I do do, (laughs) what I do is I make little changes in my day. Something that really helps me is listening to positive music. So I can sometimes want to wallow in my sadness and listen to really sad music and that feels good and that's okay. But after some time, I need to make choices where the things that I view as well as the things that I hear are going to be positive and uplifting. So I listen to happy music. I listen to like happy playlists on Spotify. The next thing I do is I seek out podcasts, other podcasts where people talk about you know, times in their life that have been really difficult and how they've been resilient and overcome it. Now, the reason I listen to those is it reminds me that I'm not alone and that other people go through things and you can make it through whatever, because in the scheme of things, my problems really aren't that big. The next thing I do is I make sure that I eat good food that makes me feel good. I prioritize my sleep I make sure I call a friend, somebody that I trust that I can just offload or even that I can just chat to. And then what I do is I make sure I get some vitamin D. So I get out into the sun, I go for a walk. Now, I don't do all of those things at once, but I start implementing them on a daily, um, a day-to-day basis. But that might just be like one day I'm like, you know what, I'm feeling so flat. Uh, I'm just, I'm just going to get outside for a 10-minute walk. That always makes me feel better. Always, always makes me feel better. So they're the things that I implement to make myself you know, get out of the slump when I'm in a slump. I'm feeling better this week. There are still issues to deal with, but these times are great tools or ways to be able to build our mental resilience. And that's what I'm all about. Listen, Beyonce has a song. Uh, I think it's called Freedom. And she says, um, oh, wait, I've got to think about it now. It's like, Winners don't quit on themselves. And every time I hear that, I'm like, yes, winners don't quit on themselves. We don't because we are winners and we will succeed. And that means pushing even harder when things feel really tough because that's when we need to display that resilience. It's easy to be happy and to do all the right things and make the the good choices when life is easy. But it's when life is hard that we want to choose self-destructive behaviors, when we want to just feel sorry for ourselves, but we don't do that because we are mentally resilient. Okay, that is my rant over and done with. Now, 
I've been jumping on lives on Instagram and TikTok quite frequently. And to be honest with you, I love it. I love it. I love going on there and just chatting to you. And like we do, you know, I do answer questions and I love answering your questions about training and nutrition. But also I love just like chatting with you all just about whatever. Anyway, we're talking about sugar and how a lot of people tend to crave sugar and why that is. And I thought, what a great podcast topic, because I kind of feel like everyone can relate to this at some point in their life. They have felt the need to always want to have something sugary or potentially crave sugar after they've had a meal. And I know I have absolutely experienced that for years, actually. And it would always be so perplexing. Like, why on earth do I have this intense craving for sugar? And if this is you as well, this podcast is going to be super helpful because I'm going to explain to you exactly why this happens. The number one thing to understand when understanding why you crave sugar is your blood sugar levels. Now, When your body is trying to get energy, its preferred source of energy, so it gets energy through nutrition, right? Through the food that we eat. Now, its preferred source of energy is carbohydrates. Funny enough, right? A lot of us are scared of carbs, but our body loves carbs. Our body needs carbs in order to provide it with a good amount of energy. Now, when we are consuming enough carbohydrates, enough calories, the right types of, so a good balance of all of the macronutrients, ideally our blood sugar levels should stay pretty consistent. Now, our blood sugar levels are what will make you, will give you sustained energy throughout the day and either make you feel really tired and fatigued, um, or if you have high blood sugar levels, that can be not so great as well. So you want to be somewhere in the middle, right? Quite consistent throughout the day. Now, let's just say you have a meal, that meal contains carbohydrates. After you consume that meal, your body takes that car, those carbs and it converts it into something called glucose. Now, then what happens with that glucose is your bloodstream absorbs that and that is how you have energy. So when you are consuming foods consistently throughout the day and you're getting enough carbohydrates, then your blood sugar levels, your body... Your body is getting enough glucose, therefore it's getting enough energy, therefore your blood sugar levels stay really consistent. Now, what happens when we leave really big gaps in between our meals? Well, our body doesn't have enough glucose. So what then in turn happens is your blood sugar levels drop. Now, when your blood sugar levels drop, you're going to feel really dizzy, you're going to feel like you don't have much energy. And in turn, what can happen is your cortisol levels can increase as well as your body can secrete a hormone, more of a hormone called ghrelin, which is uh, our hunger hormone. So the body recognizes, okay, blood sugar levels have dropped quite significantly, right? We need energy and we need it quick. So let's send out a hunger cue, but let's also start thinking about how we can get sugar in. Now, what is sugar? Sugar is actually a carbohydrate. Now, out of all of the kinds of carbohydrates, your body digests and can convert sugar into glucose the quickest. So your body's so clever. It recognizes that. It obviously knows that. And it goes, right, I'm going to have a sweet tooth. I'm going to think about where I can get Tash some sugar so we can get some energy, so we can convert that. We can get some carbohydrates so we can convert it into glucose so we can have energy. And that is a really big reason why when you leave big gaps in between your meals, first of all, once you do consume your food that you can find because your body's finally got that energy, 
that your blood sugar levels spike really high. So you get energy straight away. But then what happens is it can drop. So because you're not giving your body consistent energy, it's not staying consistent with your blood sugar levels. So what can happen is after you consume food, there's a dramatic drop once again in your blood sugar. And then you're like, right, I need something sweet. Even though I've just eaten, like I'm actually not hungry, but I need something sweet now. And that is why you will crave sugar. Now, the other thing to keep in mind as well is that if you're just not getting enough calories throughout the day in general and you're not getting enough carbohydrates, then you're chronically going to have low blood sugar levels. And then once again, what happens is, is your body's like, I'm not getting enough energy. I'm not getting enough energy here to sustain the needs of what I need to be, how I need to be active throughout the day, especially if you're working out as well. And you will crave sugar. In particular, you're going to crave sugar in the afternoon when naturally you know, you're going to feel fatigued, right? So you've worked a full day or maybe you've gone to the gym and your body's like, right, I'm feeling really tired now. I need that quick energy. Let's get some carbohydrates into us. Let's find some sugar so we can get that um, quick energy. Now, thinking back on my own story, I, I used to like have a sweet tooth big time. I mean, when people would say sweet or savory, I was like sweet foods. I would I would need to have sugar and the need for sugar was like intense. It wasn't just like, oh, you know, I kind of feel like something sweet. No, 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 I needed it. Otherwise, I felt like I was a zombie. So if that's you, I know exactly where you're coming from. And the biggest game changer for me was eating more, but eating more consistently and not, which I know a lot of you guys do. And I was guilty of this myself is hoarding a lot of my calories to the evening. That will not do you any justice, I promise you. And you will probably feel like by the evening, right, you get that big spike in blood sugar levels and then it drops once again. And what do you want? You want sugar, right? You want sugar in the evenings. You've deprived yourself and you're going to end up in a little bit of strife. Now, the other thing to keep in mind is what your meals should look like, right? So what should your meals actually look like to ensure that you have a really good amount of, um, you know, you've got leveled blood sugar throughout the day. So what's really important is to have obviously carbohydrates, but protein as well and fat. So all of these will really help in managing your blood sugar levels. But another thing I want to touch on is fiber. So what fiber can do is it actually it actually helps the slowing down of the absorption of glucose into the bloodstream. Now, what that means is that it's going to prevent those really big rapid spikes in your blood sugar level, which can then cause you some issues, right? So that's when you can have um, the big spike and then the big drops once again. Um, it's also on top of that, fiber really helps with keeping you feel feeling satiated and keeping you full as well. Um, so making sure that you've got fiber in your meals. Now, foods that are high in fiber, are obviously fruits and vegetables, whole grains, carbohydrates, right? Carbohydrates. So when we look at carbs, there are simple and there are complex carbohydrates. Now, our simple uh, carbohydrates are the ones that can convert into energy really quickly. Sugar, right? That is that's sugar. Our complex carbohydrates are usually those carbs that also contain some of that fiber. And what that means is it'll give you sustained energy throughout the day. Now, there's a place for both of these things. So we know that before a workout, simple carbs are great. So I consume simple carbs before my workout. So I get that quick energy. However, throughout the day, when I'm wanting to have carbohydrates, I try to choose carbs that will give me that sustained energy. And those, once again, fruits, vegetables, and those whole grains as well. The thing with fiber, 
is that you want to make sure you're getting enough, but you also want to make sure you're not getting too much because too much fiber can really cause some digestive issues. Too much fiber can cause digestive issues and then not enough fiber can also cause digestive issues. So you want to aim for like anywhere between 25 to 30 grams of fiber every day. Now, if you are conscious about adding in fruits and vegetables into your day, I can tell you right now, you're probably hitting enough fiber. The majority of people that don't get enough fiber are usually their diets consume of um, more processed foods. And, you know, they might just not like vegetables. And so they're not adding vegetables in. And therefore, they might have um, not enough fiber throughout the day. What we find, and if this resonates with you, if you're really quite health conscious and our health conscious girlies do find this, is that they're consuming too much fiber. And then that can cause, like I said, digestive issues, bloating, uh, which is really, really not nice. So it is important, once again, to have balance with any everything and including fiber into your diet and into your meals is going to be really pivotal in order to help stabilize those blood sugar levels. Now, let's talk about sugar again in the context of consuming sugar. I am just interrupting this podcast episode to bring you today's sponsor. And today's sponsor is, hold on, it's GirlFit Method. Yes, today's sponsor is us. And I am jumping into your ears very quickly to let you know about how we can change your life. Now, if you're anything like me, you potentially may have spent a lot of time under consuming, thinking you need to eat less in order to look better, exercise more in order to look better. And maybe it's gotten you nowhere because it sure did get me nowhere. But the incredible news is it doesn't need to be that way. That is what we do here at Girl Fit Method. We teach girls how they can eat more, improve the look of their body and ultimately ultimately find food freedom. If you are sick and tired of spinning your wheels, getting absolutely nowhere, and you want to find out how we have helped over a thousand women transform their bodies, up-level their mindset, and get the results that they've desperately wanted, then I would suggest heading to our show notes and completing our obligation-free application form. That'll give you a little bit more information about our coaching, what we do, and how we can potentially help you. All right, let's get back into today's podcast episode. And a lot of us do demonize it and we're scared of it. But I feel like the main reason that we're scared of sugar is because we feel out of control around sugar. So usually we've set, you know, in our brain, these thoughts and beliefs about sugar as being bad. Why do we think it's bad? Because it is demonized by society. You know, people say you shouldn't have it. Maybe lots of calorie dense foods contain sugar, right? So we think it's bad for us. It might make us gain weight. And the fact of the matter is, is there is a place for every kind of food. Now, like I was saying, back when I used to struggle with sugar cravings, a lot of the reason I'd feel I was scared of sugar is that because I would crave it so much, I felt out of control around it. So I wouldn't allow myself to have it. And because I was also pairing that with not eating enough, then when I would consume it, sometimes I'd overconsume it and then I'd feel really guilty, right? And you guys have probably experienced that as well, that like, mm, that restrict binge cycle, which is just horrific. Now, when you start to allow yourself to eat more, first of all, I can promise you right now, now you won't have as many sugar cravings, but also make sure you're prioritizing sleep because that plays a really important role. But that won't be so much of an issue because you will have sustained energy throughout the day. But this amazing thing happens when we don't 
restrict. And I'm not talking about having a proper calorie deficit. There is nothing wrong with being in a calorie deficit. But remember, we can't live in one. We can't live chronically under eating. Then psychologically, a lot changes. And instead of you being hyper-focused on food, in particular sugar, that will dissipate because you're actually you are uh, mentally satiated. And there is that side of things when it comes to dieting. So we talk about, you know, you feeling like hungry and really tapping into your hunger cues. Am I hungry here? Or am I feeling like I just want to eat something with sugar in it because it's going to numb my feelings or I want to celebrate something, whatever it is. But when we, we look at the benefits of consuming enough food, then there is this real psychological aspect and we become less food focused. So now what happens is, is we look at something that has sugar in it because we don't crave it. It's not something that we feel like we're going to consume um, in a way where we feel out of control, but also because we haven't demonized it and it's not a bad food. In fact, every food is neutral. It's just food. It hasn't killed anybody. It's not bad, right? Then we're allowing ourselves to consume that. We are giving ourselves permission to consume that food. And once again, it has no control over us. Now, this has got nothing to do with blood sugar levels, but what it does have something to do with the psychological aspect of things. And sometimes that's why we can crave sugar is because we're super food focused because we're not consuming enough food. And really our body getting food focused is our brain's way of saying, hey, we need more food. We need more food, right? So give us some more. And that is what can happen when we chronically under eat and why we can become fixated and hyper focused on foods that are usually calorie dense. I hope that was helpful. Look, start small. If you're a little bit fearful of eating more, if you're fearful of maybe spreading your calories out throughout the day, just start really small. Start with increasing slightly or increasing your portion sizes or even just adding in a snack. Start with bringing your meals an hour earlier and see the difference. Listen, right now, if you're experiencing any of this, it is very scary to make a change, right? Change is terrifying. Because you feel like you're losing control. But remember, you got to choose your heart. You either feel the fear and the anxiety of making a change or you need to understand that you need to stay exactly where you are. Although you feel comfortable, you're going to have the pain of staying the same and not being happy. Personally, I would rather change so that in the future I achieve my end goal rather than sacrificing my goal for comfort. That is going to leave you leading a very small life, which you, my friend, do not deserve. You deserve all of the good things and you deserve to achieve every single one of your goals because you are incredible, you are resilient, you are smart, you are clever, and you are worthy. Okay. That is it from me. I hope that was helpful. Please let me know if it was helpful. If you think this is going to help a friend as well, make sure to screenshot it, send it to them, screenshot it, share it onto your stories, tag me. I love, I love seeing my podcast tagged. Uh, makes my heart so happy because we can spread the word and really help other girls um, improve their relationship with food and just benefit and uplevel every aspect of their life. All right, guys, until next week, big love, Coach Tash.